Brighter Media Group Original. You're listening to Your Day Brighter, the podcast, real reasons to have hope in this world. How you doing? I'm your host, Tracy Tiernan, and it is my joy to share with you conversations with just fascinating people. Maybe some of them you've heard of, uh, maybe some of them you haven't, but they're people that are just kind of shining a light, doing good stuff in the world, sharing their stories. That's a big thing that we do here at Your Day Brighter is we talk about sharing our stories. And today I get to introduce to you three stories, really. I'm talking to the group Kane, Madison, Logan, and Taylor Kane. And yeah, they're siblings and they are just absolutely precious. I caught up with them on a video call while they were on the road. And we talk about all kinds of things, kind of, you know, what this newfound fame is that they're walking into now, getting a lot of critical acclaim and, and uh, growing in popularity, being on tour with artists like Toby Mac, like they are right now. We talk about all kinds of things. Uh, we talk about the kind of music that they made before they started making Christian music. They've got a fascinating story and they're just really, really precious people. I can't wait to introduce you to them. And what was so funny is just as we started this conversation, right, um, we're trying to get our video cameras set up and to be able to hear one another. And they're in this like tiny little room. And they were even a little bit confused about what state they were in. <laughs> I guess that's just life on the road, right? Let's just jump in. A great conversation with Madison, Taylor, and Logan Kane. So we're in a dressing room right now, and I'm just sort of morning. Oh, I see. What part of the world are you in? Where are you guys? We're in South Dakota. Rapid City. I've never been to South Dakota, but I think we're in North Dakota, on, actually. Oh, wait. Are we? I think we're in South Dakota. <laughs> South Dakota. I think the, um, so the bus drivers were having kind of a crazy time because there were tons of black ice. And so they oh, totally, like, it, you could feel the bus sliding. So we were all just kind of praying. And we a tricky couple of days traveling, but we're here. You're here. You're warm. Looks like you're warm and cozy. So it's Madison, Logan, and Taylor. Yes. And so I'm Tracy. And I'm so thrilled to meet you guys. We are big fans in Baltimore. Big fans. We did some time practicing, like, how to say Baltimore. Like if oh, let's hear it. Like, you mean with the Baltimore accent? Yeah, I don't know. Like, well, okay. The, we know that it's, uh, there's no T, right? So if you're from there, it's it's Baltimore. And then if you're really from there, it's basically just like Baltimore, right? There's no. Wow, I am so impressed. Yes, it's it's like Balmer. Balmer, yeah. Uh, I won't, I won't embarrass myself. I can I say Joe Flacco. That's all I know. That was good. You got the uh, the Baltimore O. That's a thing in Baltimore is how we say the O's. It's a, it's actually the Baltimore accent is kind of a derivative of Cockney. So it's like oh, when you yeah. talk like a ball. Yeah, so it's like that. You know, huh? We say we're going down the ocean. We're going down at a bowling alley. I love that. <laughs> It's, uh, I think the Alabama accent is quite charming as well. Now, that's your home, right? You guys are from Alabama. Yeah, we yeah. grew up in Alabama. So let me just ask you right off the bat. I mean, you're like, you're in a space this big right now talking to me. God bless you. Thank you for your time. <laughs> what, is yeah. it, what is it like 
um, having so much togetherness. Well, I don't know if we're necessarily used to anything else. Um, <laughs> we we get three off the. I mean, this tour has been like challenging in its own way just because we go west coast and it's been like tour 11 days home for three tour 11 and so i feel like when we do go home to our spouses we don't even like check in with each other like we just take our separate space but yeah yeah. it may not be homesick to be honest like it i'm really thankful that i have them out here because it just feels it yeah Mm -hmm. like you're saying we've only done this like we we shared Mm -hmm. one bedroom we were like 10 and it kind of prepped us in a way for the tour bus. Cause it's like yeah. the same thing basically. So yeah, I'm happy. yeah but you, it's really you precious time away from home. And so I can't, I like, I would not do it if it was just me, it would be too hard. Yeah, I agree. And you all, all three of you are married and I, Logan, did you just have a baby or you're about to have a baby? Not you, but your wife. Well, yeah. yeah I'm, uh, I, no, I'm, 12 days, Lord willing, if we make it that far, she'll be here. So I'm having a little girl and, uh, and I'm, I'm blessed to have, they say it takes a village. I feel like I've got a good one. So um, I take it for granted. You, you were talking about us being out here. Somebody on tour said to me, said, you guys are so lucky to have the three of you because we usually enter a conversation, all three of us. And he's like, he's like, it's so awkward as one person to sort of walk up to a group of people and just enter a conversation. And we just sort of, Come bouncing up and now loud and bubbly. So, oh, what a sweet season of life! Um, I'm pregnant. You're pregnant now. Congratulations! Oh my gosh. Um, that was sort of. Uh, and people were thinking about us. Like, did you plan this? I'm like, no. That that would be that would be crazy. But I'm so thankful that like our our kids are gonna be five months apart. So yeah. they'll always yeah. be the same age and. Um, so I'm having a boy, he's having a girl. And so it's just, it's just been really pregnancy was way harder or has been way harder than what I imagined it would be. So I'm just so, <laughs> I'm so glad to be out here with, you know, someone that's going through it and well knows about it. Taylor, here's a question for you. Cause you're, you're the oldest. Am I right? Yeah, yes, sir. When did it become obvious that you guys had something special? I would imagine that you had a lot of music in your home. And that, I mean, the, the, the sound of your voices together is just, it's glorious. <laughs> when did, when did you discover like, Ooh, God's given us something special here. Gosh, I wish, I wish we had like one magic song that, <laughs> that I could remember. But I mean, I do remember we sang all the time growing up and we all, there's home video of us playing on stage with dad at church at mm-hmm. like 10, 11, or actually, yeah, like 11, 10 and nine. Um, wow. I'm playing drums, Madison's playing bass, I'm playing guitar. So it was almost like the music thing was there, but the vocal, that magic, I just remember being in college. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we were just singing at our house one time, but it's like, I do remember the magic being there. Everybody found a spot and it locked in. And then we're kind of like, okay. Oh, that sounds pretty good to me. Let me see if this sounds good to anybody else. I was just sort of cleaning the apartment, and then everybody stuck their head out in the hallway. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it really was enough that when we started doing it, we kind of took off doing that stuff right away. It was mm-hmm. almost like we became, okay, let's be a cover band. Let's try to get out there and play as much as we can. We we sang in church, obviously, but mm-hmm. as far as playing it, 
I think our grandfather heard us and that's when I was like, okay, somebody thinks that this is good besides me. And then we started going for it. So that was, wow. that was 2009. That was so long ago. Oh my gosh, 2009. And so you guys were, were your, you were a cover band. Were you kind of like a, like a secular color cover band? When did you decide, oh, wait a minute. I think the Lord is calling us to make music for him. Was that like a decision that you made? Okay, we're going in this direction. Yes, it was pretty obvious that um, God was doing something because during that time of being a cover band, it, it really does wear on you pretty quickly when you're in smoky bars or when you're like, I mean, we love everybody. We love on everyone, but even it just, you you feel pretty purposeless because people are mainly there for to drink and you feel like you're just, like you're not really making an impact in any right. kind of way. So um, music kind of slowed down. We joined the church and we started leading worship at that church. And our manager at the time pulled us aside and was like, I see you play out. And then when I see you on stage for worship, your countenance is different. You have so much joy. You have all this stuff. But I don't hear this in your other music. And so we decided to get together and try to write one Christian song. We'd never even tried to write a Christian song. And wow. <laughs> we wrote a song called Hey Jesus. And as soon as we wrote that song, we we called our manager and said, this is what we want to do. We only want to do Christian. And we kind of just sold out to it. And it has been. And that was like when? Like what year? I mean, recently. Uh, yeah, like 2000, December 2018. Yeah. Going so into 2019. Like, 2019. Yeah, it was God blessed. I, I could tell it was from the Lord. You know, you could wow. feel that. But we could have chosen that and still nothing happened with it. But I think that we had an inkling that God was saying, like, we have been preparing ourselves with how to do music. But when you put it in the right alignment, you could just there was a, a favor about it that yeah. you can't explain. Well, and Tracy, I think too, that for me personally, I had to get to a place where music wasn't the most important thing about me in mm -hmm. order for, I had to make that space for the Lord. Cause I think for 10 years you're striving and, and the end goal outside of the Christian music space is to become a famous person is mm -hmm. to be successful. That's like the height of what you can achieve. And when we wrote that song, Hey Jesus, it was like, okay, I don't care anymore if I become famous, if I become anything like that. If if mm -hmm. I get to music like this, even mm -hmm. if I have to get to a regular job, I understood this is what music was supposed to be in my life. There's a real difference, isn't there, between performing on stage, like you said, in a bar. I did it for many, many years. So you're talking about this. I'm like, oh, gosh, the little black dress. You know, if I had a dime for every time I sang the electric slide, um, <laughs> you know, but there was a, a real um, a definitive time in my life when I knew God wanted me to, to just not do that anymore. But it wasn't like I felt like he was shaming me for that season of my life it felt like a part of the journey and i just felt so blessed and i loved the people that i got to do it with all of those years so i'm looking at you guys just so i don't know so fresh and so full of hope you give us your music gives us so much hope and so much joy now that you are on this this track how are you protecting that freshness and that authentic relationship with Jesus and even Logan, what you said, not falling into that trap 
of having it be about something else, but be about him? What are the things that you're doing to protect that? Because that's tender. I have one thing. You guys don't even know about this, but I just got an email from a sweet friend of mine. Her name's Peggy, and she's in her 80s. And we, we met a few years ago, and we've stayed in contact. But she just sent me an email, and, I mean, it just about made me cry because she reads scripture over Cain the band, and mm. she she prophesies and speaks words over us every day. Wow. And to me, it's like I can't even take credit for the stuff, and that's that's not even a family member. I have my Nana who mm. does that, my yes. mom who does that for us yes. every day, our spouses who yes. do that for us every day. So a lot of it is truly like the protection of the Lord. Mm. We have been the people in our lives. It's just unbelievable to know that, like, on days when we feel weak and yes. tired, we have an army of people that they're lifting us up. So that's why mm. that's why they say, "Hey, go to church." It's not. It's you're going to have a community of mm. people. It's not just to have something to do on a Sunday, but you're going to have people lifting you up when you can't do it for yourself. Peggy, wow, we all need a Peggy in our lives, don't we? Yeah. Yes. No. It. Um. There's so much weakness in touring. I think that's the main thing. Is like the um, protection from pride it you really do feel um i don't know it's uh, when you feel so homesick and you feel so physically tired when you're on stage and people are cheering it makes you happy because you love that people connect to the music but something that we've made a habit of doing is saying like isn't god good praise his name like to where we always make sure and redirect the applause so it never really gets here you yeah. know it's they're cheering because we were able to take scripture and put it into a song that they could connect with. And that scripture did something in their heart right. and they're praising the Lord. Right. So there's nothing really to grab for yourself because it, you know, you know how weak you really are. Mm -hmm. And you know that at any moment God could change his mind and say, this is it for y'all. Now I want you to do something else. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. Personally, I think, um, so I, I learned about this a few years ago from a friend of mine. I'll, I will clarify because I am not a runner, but a, a friend of mine who is a long distance runner said, when you're trying to, to break a personal record, you will have someone run with you. They call that a rabbit. You've got somebody that runs a portion of the race with you at the pace you need to keep to break the oh, record. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel so fortunate so mm -hmm. far that Toby Mack, mm -hmm. Crowder, Cochran, Terry, and Zach Williams. Everyone we've toured mm -hmm. with so far has been an ultimate example of we are not trying to be famous. Mm -hmm. We are not trying to do anything but glorify the Lord. And I just think like jadedness, mm -hmm. rebellion, those seeds were planted when we're backstage seeing something different modeled than what we're seeing out front. And I think that everybody I've worked with, I think the Holy Spirit has aligned us to where mm -hmm. we are really fresh. And, and I think mm. the world might perceive that as being naive, but I think that I, I do feel like the Holy Spirit has absolutely aligned us with the right community, with the right crew. I mean, yesterday we got into the the venue at 2.30, doors open at 6. This crew didn't gripe, didn't complain, mm. set the whole thing up. We didn't miss a beat. It's just mm. like everywhere I look right now, people are are all hands on deck for what we're doing. And I think it's because the, everybody came out here with the same mission. Nobody's out here trying to do something for themselves. And 
it's just really, it's really, I'm grateful to get to learn. Mm, that's a, that's a great point too. What would be something, maybe all three of you could speak to this. What's a little nugget that you have learned since you made that switch and the, the Christian music community has embraced you guys and you've been, you've been all over, you know, um, what's a little nugget that you've learned and you could even tell me who you learned it from if, the, if you attach it to a person. I, I feel like I'm Mr. Name Dropper here, but so I, we did the drive-in movie theater tour with Zach Williams and Mac Powell. And I got to spend a lot of time with Mac Powell, which is something when I was a young kid, I didn't think I'd ever get to stay. And Mac and I went to lunch together one day and just to hear him explain, he's Mac Powell. He's been on the radio my entire life. He's got <laughs> Grammy. And he every night was still having to, he would say, I'm Mac Powell from third day. And I would see people in the crowd go, oh, and it was like, just like the most poignant example of like, you can amass an entire mountain of achievements and people will still have no idea who you are. But the good news is in the industry we're in, his, that doesn't mean his music changed any less lives. That doesn't mean he was any less impactful for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take away from his achievement. It was just like, okay, no matter how many trophies I stamp my name on, it doesn't mean anything if I allow it to become about us. So I know that's kind of making the same point twice, but it was no, just really, really, really meaningful for me. Um, I loved the start of this tour. Mr. Toby Mac, he read a Bible verse, and then he just stated the vision for this tour is mm -hmm. we're not going to gossip about each other. We're not in competition with each other. We cheer for each other. We want each mm -hmm. of us to win because everyone can win. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy how, and it doesn't matter. I mean, you feel this in your line of work as well. Mm -hmm. There's just that tension mm -hmm. where it feels like there's not room for everybody and you have to scratch your way to the top. Mm -hmm. And that's just not how it is in the kingdom of God. Yeah. He says, I just read it in mm -hmm. Luke, I think, where he's saying, I'm a servant. I, like, I serve at the table. I don't sit at the table. And that's just, I mean, it's just crazy. It's black and white. Mm -hmm. If you want to be in the kingdom of God, you serve first. So mm -hmm. it's, it's cool that we have leaders that are doing that and we can learn from them. Yeah. That's beautiful. How about you, Madison? Do you have a nugget, a lesson that you've learned? I read recently. I need to pull my phone up. To, to get the exact reference. I know it's in John, um, but it's Jesus talking about his death. And I I have been complaining a lot about being pregnant, just for being, uh, just being sick so much. I, I went through a time where like, I didn't know that morning sickness could last all day, that it could last up until 17 weeks. I'm throwing up multiple times a day and everyone's yeah. saying congratulations. And I want to be like, for what? <laughs> 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 Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, there's this verse, it's uh, John 12 and 23, and Jesus says, Now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new life. Those who love this life in the world will lose it, but those who feel nothing about it their life in this world will keep it for eternity. And um, I relate that to pregnancy so much, but really anything that you do, I mean, we're we're called to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice 
to do whatever God has called us to do. And you can keep yourself pristine and do exactly what you want. But if you're that kernel of wheat, you'll remain alone and you'll only this life. But unless you plant yourself and die to yourself, you won't produce many new lives. So, um, yeah. So dying, dying to yourself produces fruit and it's not fun, but it's, it's the way of Jesus. He did it first. Wow. Beautifully said. So much, so much good stuff there. Um, as you guys think about your generation right now, uh, what is your greatest burden and your greatest hope? for people in, in your generation? I think the burden that I feel about people our age, it's funny, I almost said kids, I'll be 30 this year. <laughs> um, and I still instinctively, maybe that's part of our generation's problem <laughs> is that we all <laughs> lost generation that never. Um, but I think about how my parents were raised and what that led them, how that led them to believe. And then in turn, how they raised us and then how we will raise the next generation. And I think that my kids my age steered so heavily into the other ditch away from traditional religion. And I feel a burden in my heart for people my age who feel like the universe is your God. You are your God. You, you are, because there's truth in the fact that you are enough and that Jesus died for you and that you are eternally valuable. But there's also this, this misconception that believing anything is is enough and i just feel like it became it became uncool for kids my age i remember when i was young we would go door to door and, and hand out light bulbs and say jesus is the light of the world and that was sort of the way that it was is that telling people about jesus was at the forefront yeah and now it's become like well let's get into a meaningful conversation and hope a seed is planted and i just i hope for this for myself that i will again, step into the boldness to, to be more forthcoming about the cross of Jesus Christ and, and, and his life and his message, because it, it would be so easy for us to just lean into, yeah, you know what? Spirituality is enough. And I, I feel like we'll be disturbing our generation if we don't come forward and say Jesus is the only way. I Amen. I felt that when we were playing in Portland, um, the majority of the population of Portland are not believers. And we got to hear from a local minister who lives in a neighborhood where no one else in his neighborhood would confess to know God or anything like that. And I felt myself in my Uber ride when they're dropping us off. They're like, oh, so what are you here for? And I'm like, I'm here for a Christian concert. And you can kind of see their eyes sort of glaze over. And I felt that that way it's so easy to stand on a stage and talk to people who believe and encourage them like that's my sweet spot i mean how amazing they do that for a job but there still is that need to put like logan said yeah. put yourself out there in a bold way you know yeah. to not be yeah. ashamed of the people of jesus christ so yes how about you taylor what are you thinking when you think about your your generation and your heart for them how is social media a thing that you guys have to learn how to manage because i mean it sure wasn't a thing when i was growing up but for you guys i don't know that you can avoid it right yeah yeah and i mean logan is like the pro over here i'm just like all right tell me what to do and say and I'll be in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah it is really bizarre how if you check out for a little bit and come back in and you just like i just remember as a teenager i was like 
studying in my Bible, in my Bible, not my phone. I didn't have a phone. I was like in my physical Bible. And I've just been thinking about that more and more. It's like, man, don't neglect like the actual, the, the scripture, the, the word of God. And like, not just being on my phone, but really taking time. I'm doing that today. I like called my mentor and I was like, can we just like get in the word together on the phone? And I'm sure there's people that do that all the time, even the younger generation. I don't know, but I just know that it's hard for me. And I'm in my thirties and I can't imagine. And I feel pretty secure. I feel like I have a good support system and I can't imagine um, what younger kids are feeling and that pressure to just man yeah. be so cool on social media because if not then you're worth nothing you know and that's just it's false. so so false but we we've got to do a good job of like living that out to help show them that there's so much more than that you know yeah. well i mean my my social media nugget to any kids that are my age or younger who are watching um i don't believe it is unchristlike to block someone that is how I cultivate a healthy community on our social media. Gen the social media culture says having the most followers gives you the most value. And I would say to you, if, if that number is smaller, but everybody in it is for you and encouraging you and supporting you, that's what you want. And yes. so, I mean, my dad said to me when he was young, when I was young, he said, Jesus said, turn the other cheek, but you've only got two. So if somebody just... In what situation in life would you allow somebody to keep coming and knocking on your door and saying like, hey, I hate your outfit? Like, no, never. So if somebody demonstrates that they are not supporting you or encouraging you, it is okay to exclude them from your content. That is not unchristlike, And that's what we do. That is such wisdom. It is such wisdom. <laughs> it really is. You guys, um, oh my gosh, I, I just I just love you. And I'm really grateful that I got to spend a little bit of time with you. I know you're in the middle of touring. You got so much going on. Thank you. And, um, we're, we're praying for all of you as well, that God will just uh, keep you, um, provide for you, um, protect you, comfort you. And in this special season with the babies that are coming as well, it'll, it'll just be such a sweet celebration for all of you. So thank you so much. God bless you guys. All right. Now, when you come to Baltimore, remember to say Han, you said you got Balmer down, right? Balmer. Balmer. What you want to do when you come to Balmer is you want to go hi Han. Hi, Han. Hi, Han. Got it. <laughs> that was so much fun. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Logan, Madison, and Taylor Kane. So much fun to get to meet them and just to hear their reflections on, uh, you know, keeping your heart, guarding your heart against the stuff of the world, not getting all caught up in the pursuit of fame and fortune but uh, what they're really trying to do is uh, you know making music i think for the purest of reasons and it's not easy to do in this world and so i'm going to be praying for them i just love them thank you so much for listening to your day brighter i am grateful that you would hang out with me and spend a little time i hope that you'll like subscribe follow and share this podcast with all of your people that you know would really enjoy it thanks so much for being a part of our listening community your day brighter is produced by me tracy tiernan executive producer is my friend john lawhan for brighter media group and our awesome team todd gaddy caroline burke aaron branham and joel lawhan so grateful for all of you guys
So remember, okay, uh, share the podcast around, leave a review if you're able, that helps other people to find it. And you know what we say around here, tell somebody your story today, or better yet, ask to hear theirs. Mm-hmm.